1: It's 8.07 at News Talk WSB, 8.07 in North Atlanta, where we are at the North Atlanta Hope Show on Sugarloaf Parkway. We'll be broadcasting here till 9 o'clock, the Home and Garden Show anyway will be, and then Dave Baker will be here at 9, take over, and he will take us until until he ends at 12, but if you get here before 9, you've got an hour, well, you got 53 minutes now, if you got. In the next 53 minutes, get here before 9 a.m. to the North Atlanta Home Show at Infinite Energy Center on Sugarloaf Parkway. Know that our password is Liberty and say it at the front door. And you can come join the people who are in the audience right now and ask questions. And we'll visit and talk and have all sorts of conversations. And you can then get into the Home Show for free when our broadcast uh, is over, not over. But when the, my broadcast is at nine days, will be at 10 o'clock. When he <clears throat> says everybody can go into the home show, you can at that time. Sam and Jay in Marietta, Georgia, joins us. Hey, Sam, good morning. Sam? Sam's there somewhere, I think. Sam, yeah, you man. there? There he is, Sam. Hey, man. Good morning,
2: Walter. I have a Bermuda yard, and I've noticed some moss here and there the last couple of years, but in the last yeah. few months, the green moss has totally taken over my yard. Yeah places where there's nothing but moss it's uh it's unsightly and uh, i don't know what to do about it
1: when i was a kid i didn't live in the in the city the city back then in fayetteville had what 500 people that lived in fayetteville back then but that was a city for me sam back when i was a child in fayette county and i heard that all the teenagers in high school would hang out at uh, dell's drive-in which was a little dinky little hamburger joint or Easton's uh, hamburger place, pool hall, either one. But they hung out there because they liked it. There was food to eat, number one. At Easton's place, there was conviviality and all sorts of things to eat and do there at Easton's place. And they did it because they liked it. And in your yard, Sam, the <laughs> boss is there because it likes being in your yard. And if Mr. Easton had started playing classical music, nobody would have come and eaten his hamburgers. And if Dell's Drive-In had started, you know, uh, making everybody dress in church clothes, nobody would go to Dell's Drive-In. You have to think of some way to make moss not happy in your yard. And you suggest you
3: classical
1: that, music? Ah, uh, yeah. Good thinking, Sam. Good thinking. What moss loves is shade, hard soil, moisture. What moss hates is sunshine, loose soil, a little dry during the, in, in the middle of the week. And grass, of course, loves sunshine, loves loose soil, loves uh, some sunshine on the, in the middle of the week. So what you do is give grass what it wants, sunshine, loose soil, uh, and, and some uh, moisture during the middle of the week, and uh, dry out in between and loosen up the soil. And that, I think, is what your job is to do, Sam. I know there are products on the market, like Moss Out and two or three others, that will control moss temporarily, a month, two months, maybe. But unless you give the conditions there that grass likes, it will simply remain bare, and the grass will stay gone, and the moss will come back. So until you take away what the moss likes, take away the loose, take away the clay soil, the hard soil, take away the shade, take away the uh, sort of soggy conditions that moss usually likes, then you'll have moss. Take it away, you won't have moss anymore. All right, that helps. That, that helps some. But again, I've saved you money, Sam, by saying that the moss control products do work, but only for a while. Lime, I know your neighbors have told you once before, oh, just lime it, Sam. Lime it, it's going to put the lime and make the moss go away. That's absolutely not true. Doesn't work. Um, acid soil doesn't have anything to do with what moss grows or doesn't grow there it simply is an area that moss can tolerate so it does let's go to james and mcdonough hey james good morning
3: how are you doing
1: i'm all right james how's it going in henry county
3: oh it's doing fine that weather's been exceptional
1: yeah it has been so it's going to be rainy a little bit tomorrow so be careful with wear your jacket when you go out
3: yeah i heard that uh I spoke with you in the latter part of the summer last year in reference to a dogwood tree that had basically just gotten totally out of control.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, and so, uh, and also in reference to the leaves that had uh, apparently developed some type of fungus and a uh, bunch of spots all over the leaves and they were falling mm-hmm. off the branches. And and uh, so your recommendation then was once I... Prune it. That was one of my ideas. Uh, once I prune it to just before spring, uh, go ahead and spray it with Daconil
1: Good. That was that was what I would have said. Yeah, daconil is a good fungicide for spots on dogwood leaves. Sure is.
3: And the, some of the branches I've, I've severely cut it back because it just got too tall and too wide. Uh, uh-huh. The ends of the branches that I've trimmed, do I need to spray them with a paint or something like that
1: in order to keep... No. One one word answer. No. Okay. The the tree itself will protect and and seal that wound all by itself much better than James can do it with his sprays and tars and whatever you might find at the store. Uh, The trees do a fine job if you'll make the pruning cut correctly. You know, Don't leave a little raggedy stem sticking out. But if you make a nice clean cut, the tree will heal itself.
3: Okay. Is there anything else I needed to add it to Daconil when I spray it? Mm,
1: not to the Daconil. What did I talk about fertilizing back then, James? Um, uh, I don't think so. Did I talk about mulching at all with the dogwood? No, sir. Ah, there's two things right there. I give you two bits of homework for the dogwood to make it happy. Number one dogwoods do not like hot dry soil in July and the best way to keep it from being hot and dry underneath the dogwood is to mulch it with chips pine straw I don't care what you have but it will be better that than than grass going underneath it and the second thing is to fertilize in the spring now is a great time to go find some slow release fertilizer like uh, Holly tone or milorganite or dr. earth Any of those work fine. Not 101010 is what I'm getting at. Not 101010, but one of the slow organic fertilizers. They do great, and the dogwood will appreciate it. Okay, that's all I need to know. Mulch and fertilize, that's going to be a better looking dogwood than you could do otherwise. Roxanne in Newton County, down there in in Newton, I should say, in Coweta County. Hey, Roxanne. Good morning.
0: Yes, I have what I think is worm poop. (laughs)
1: <laughs> falling on my deck and ah.
0: the, it, it's coming off of white oak trees we have a lot of trees in the yard and they're mm-hmm. on other trees and it doesn't bother me anywhere else except on the deck because when it gets wet it doesn't get very nice
4: mm. um,
0: i don't know if it's something that's crawling up the tree and laying i've taken binoculars and looked in the leaves i never see any kind of bugs so I'm just wondering what... Are you properties? talking about right
1: right now, Roxanne? No, seeing, it starts in right. June
0: and okay. lasts until November.
1: Yep, worm poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you have. <laughs> Was there uh, anything,
0: and the trees are um, 75, 80 feet tall, um, and so there's not any way I could spray all the leaves. Is there anything preventative I could do possibly... As I said, I don't know how they're getting there. If they're crawling up the trunk or they're laid dormant in the wintertime and just come out in the spring and summer.
1: I think my my best advice is don't eat breakfast on the deck. (laughs) Uh, It tends to ruin your appetite when you see those little dots in your strenght legs. Exactly. Little babies. There is not. I tried, Roxanne, to find a systemic insecticide that you could put on the roots of the tree that would be took up to the leaves and poison the caterpillars. There doesn't seem to be one that moves in that direction. It just gets high enough in the tree to do any damage to the caterpillars that are up there. The caterpillar sprays, of course, as you say, the tree's too big. You can't get the spray up in the top of that tree. No way. So I don't have a solution other than simply avoid being out there or cutting the tree down <laughs> or cutting the tree down, you don't want to do that. And Not really. I, sad to say, there just doesn't seem to be a way of controlling caterpillars in trees when they're up high, um, other than modifying your own routine of where you eat, where you stand and sun and you know have that stuff fall into your hair is not so much fun either (laughs) so i don't have a solution for you roxanne anyone listening who does have a solution let me know but i believe i've searched the world over and hadn't found it yet
0: okay well thank you for your input
1: all right roxanne don't forget my rule don't eat breakfast on the deck it's going to be a bad experience there by the way if you are wondering how Roxanne knew, or thought, I guess, that she had caterpillars up in her trees. And hopefully no one's eating breakfast right now and doesn't want to hear this unpleasant news, but the caterpillar poop that i observed always looks like a little hand grenade. Got little lines going up and down it, you know, like, like the uh, uh, lines around the, around the earth. So it has horizontal and vertical lines around the, uh, ca- the brown thing that falls out of the tree. That's what caterpillar poop looks like. In the next half hour, Mikey McDonough says he's got peach trees and growing like kudzu rice. Now <laughs> wants to know what to do about that. John out in Flowery Branch has irises. He's uh, uh, dividing. needs some advice on that. Joe in Canton has a southern magnolia. He needs a transplant. needs some advice on that as well. Our number is 404 We'll be back after this. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, partly cloudy, chilly, high 53, low of 33 tonight. Tomorrow, a little bit of a chance of rain, but half and half chance of a light shower, high of 44, low of 40. And your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is the Lawn and Garden Show. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Infinite Energy Center Forum area over here. There's a little bit of construction going on, so follow the signs. It says home showing. Follow the signs over to parking. Come on in. Free parking, by the way. And uh, if you get here before nine, you get into the see the lawn and garden show for free, and get into the home show for free when the gates open at ten o'clock. Let's see here. We've got John up in Flowery Branch who joins us on lawn and garden. Hi, John. Good morning. Hello, Walter. Uh, I've hey, got John.
3: Two uh, two questions for you. First one is. Uh, When's the best time to divide and
2: transplant irises?
1: The day they're not blooming. I have divided them and transplanted them, I believe, every month of the year and have not had any problems other than I hated to do it when they were blooming because it tore the flowers up. So wait till they're not blooming and go ahead and move them around. Great. Because How deep do I uh, uh, put the, the bulb? Bearded iris? The bearded iris. I'm sure that's what you have. Bearded right. Alice. Bearded Alice. Yeah, You know, with them, deep is not the question Shallow is really what you want to do Just a barest of covering over the roots Because they don't do well when they're buried, number one But if you cover them just a little bit with soil The borer, Irish borer, will keep from uh, chewing up the roots So shallow, just cover the roots just a little bit with soil And they're fine
3: Great My second uh, question is I've had a, you know, a, a little vegetable garden for 40 years in the last three or four years, I've had a, a terrible problem with a uh, black spot on my tomatoes. Okay. Is there anything I can do to help that prior to planting uh, my tomato plants?
1: I'm becoming more and more convinced that part of my problem with early blight, the spots all over the leaves, is that I'm not sanitizing my cages. And I'm going to try that this year, John. I'm going to put bleach and just scrub down my cages and make sure that they're completely spick and span clean and see if that helps a little bit, because I have, like you, been eaten up by early blight on my tomatoes, and they didn't do all that well last year, so those that didn't get diseased, the squirrels ate, so I've got a new scheme I'll report on some other time about my squirrel control, and sanitize everything and do a better job of uh, making sure I mulch right after I plant them.
3: Okay, so just uh, spray them down with uh, like a bleach and some water?
1: That's what what I'm going to do, yeah. Yeah. I'll
5: try that. It won't hurt. Yeah. Okay, thank I you. See. Thanks
1: uh, for calling, John. 404 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Don't forget, tomorrow, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Sunday, and that comes the Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution. If you want to join me, 8 a.m. in the morning, every Sunday morning, my front door comes open, my newspaper gets grabbed and brought back inside, and I eat breakfast and read the paper. I hope you'll find the Atlanta Journal Constitution valuable for you as it is for me. You get all sorts of political opinion. You get their good writing. Jim Torpy and Jim Galloway and Greg Bluestein, Gracie Staples does a great job as well. The Sunday Atlanta Journal Constitution. It's 8:27 at News Talk WSB. We've got about 32 seconds right here. To, oh, to remind you that the newsletter. Oh, the e-newsletter that we do every week, every other week. The Garden newsletter that we do from WSB is subscribable from my website WalterReeves.com up in the right hand corner it says subscribe to newsletter and every two weeks you'll get interesting pictures and information about gardening completely free we don't spam you or send you anything else but if you go to my website subscribe to newsletter up in the corner and that'll get you what you need every couple of weeks again eight twenty-seven and 1 half at News Talk WSB and we'll be back after the news.
0: It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter.
1: We're broadcasting live. Let's have a little life out here. We got some people that could, yes, indeed We can. Broadcasting live from the Infinite Energy Center in North Atlanta on Sugarloaf Parkway in Gwinnett County because the North Atlanta Home Show is happening right now. And if you want to come and see us this morning, you've got to get here in the next 25 minutes to come into the front door for free. Dave Baker reports, no one is checking your license or anything, no ID required. Just come on in. You don't even need to know the password. If someone should ask, it is Liberty, and you can come in. If you know that, or according to Dave, you don't even have to know that. But this morning, this Saturday morning at 8.36, my friend Mickey Gasway gets in without even knowing the password either, and here she is on the air with us. Hi, Mickey.
4: Good morning. How are you? Good ya? morning.
1: I am well. I'm happy. I have friends around me right now. It that's sounds it like y'all are
4: having fun.
1: Be. I learned so much. People bring me things that I just learned from, and Lorenzo Kemp this morning, Mickey, brought me a picture of something you would find fascinating. Okay. I found an online article uh, somewhere in Minnesota. Where was it, Lorenzo? Where? Michigan, Michigan. All right. The apple orchard in Michigan that had Jonathan apples there. With the frozen it had, apples? Huh? Was it
4: frozen it,
1: apples? It was the apples that had the ice skin yes, on the, the I ghost saw those apples.
4: Online. Somebody exactly. else
1: sent me that. And he, I got some. Wow. He, the, the, for listeners who are wondering what we're talking about, it's the ice had coated the outside of these apples. It was still on the mm-hmm. tree after the ice storm last week. And the apple was so soft and rotten inside that it sort of slipped out the bottom, leaving nothing but an apple ice form hanging from the limbs of the tree. Which it is looked just almost beautiful. glass, didn't it? Yeah, it like looked glass. like glass. Right. It was beautiful. Okay, wow. apple.
4: Yeah. Neat. I guess you have Neat, to live lady. in Michigan to do
1: that. But I'm not moving to Michigan I don't think I'd today. trade. Or tomorrow, either one. (laughs) Neither. I like staying here in Georgia because I get to talk to you and we get to work with Pike Nursery and we get to advertise every week what Pike has on sale for the week. And I think this is a particularly appropriate sale this week. I
4: think so, too. And this week it's
1: orchids. Beautiful, beautiful orchids. All of the
4: orchids. And what better Valentine gift could you ask for than an orchid?
1: not much they're pretty they're long lasting they're hardy they're less expensive than they used to be and so at 20% off even then you really get a deal from pike that's
4: right and then and they rebloom over and over again and it, it's just really it's you know people used to think that orchids were really picky and they really aren't if you get them in the right especially like some of the the phalaenopsis and the oncidiums and some of those are just so easy to grow if you get them I in the right light
1: light is what I was light, just about to say the light is the right you got to have the right, right window but if you find if you buy an orchid from pike and uh to a three, maybe you're twenty percent off after all, and you <laughs> right. put one in each window of your house. The one that thrives, that's the window that's your orchid window. <laughs> that's where all the other orchids live, or should be. Well, if to. they're
4: if they're the same kind of orchid.
1: Oh yeah, you know, no, cause true, different
4: varieties like different windows. Like, like I think the phalaenopsis and the oncidiums, they do good in the. The east windows and north windows, where some of the ones that like more do better in the other window, or you can pull pull them back so they're not right up in the
1: window. They're true enough. Well, yeah. nonetheless, that said to say that orchids are on sale, and even if you kill them, even if they die under your care in a couple of months. Don't worry too much about it. You haven't lost a lot of money because they're on sale after all. All Pike Nursery <laughs> locations around Atlanta, all the orchids on sale, 20% off. And Valentine's Day is right around the corner, as you well know, Mickey. That's right. As I hope Stan knows because Stan's the one in charge of I buying hope the orchids from- right I hope he's listening right now. Yes, is, too. <laughs> So what about classes? What about classes coming up, Mickey?
4: Well, today, I'm at Lindbergh. We're doing the rose class. We're doing the last of the rose classes. Those have been great this week. Um, And then we've got um, um, a um, make-and-take terrarium Uh um, Let's week after next. And that's That's at all the stores. 23rd, right? 23rd, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and, um, at Milton, there's a class, and it's a make and take, too, but it's just at Milton, and I think that's next week. Have you got that, Dan? Yeah, I do. It's oh, February the 14th. I mean.
1: That's Thursday, Valentine's oh, okay. Day.
4: Oh, okay. And-
1: if I'm not mistaken, my friend Ashley Frasca says she wants to go to that class, so it's possible that you might see Ashley Frasca at the Milton store, listeners who want to go there and do the make and take of the air wreath, because Ashley said that would be so much oh, fun. Oh, that's right. That's what it is. Only 10 bucks and pre-register, of course, so they'll have enough plant material. Both classes, for that matter, need pre-registration. That's right. That's
4: real important. Especially for the make and take to yeah. make sure and sign up.
1: Call First, and, and let them know you're coming, and they sign you up and know that you'll be there and have all the materials for you. Nice. So, basically, to summarize, we got all those pretty orchids, and there was a skedillion of them in right. the Nursery at Toko the other day. So, I know there'll be uh, lots of them at every store around Atlanta. You got the classes you can sign up for. I guess that takes care of it, Mickey. Where I think would we it go? Does. If we wanted to find the <laughs> nearest location and all the details on the classes, where would we go?
4: At com.
1: That's the answer I was looking for. Mickey, it's great to talk to you. Good. We'll see you next Saturday. See you later.
4: 404
1: Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Get you in to take Mickey's place on that line down there. Let's go to Mike and McDonough, who's been waiting so patiently. Hey, Mike, good morning.
2: Hey, how's it going? Um yeah, it's going going, right, you- Mike. I have a few uh, peach trees and apple trees that I pruned every year but not controlled the height. And I spoke to you a few years ago, and you were saying my peach trees uh, need to be pruned back to six feet tall, and you recommended I do that over the course of several years, which I did. Yeah. Good. Um, But my problem now is I'll cut them back to six feet, and then they'll just bolt right back up to uh, 12 feet. Mm -hmm. And I read on the internet, if you prune them in late summer instead of the winter, then they won't have the energy to bolt yeah, back in the spring. And I know everything you read on the Internet is true, but I thought I would ask you to <laughs> yeah.
1: In this case, Mike, it's right. That's exactly right. If you prune in late summer, there's less energy for stimulating the growth, let's call it. And so you're right. A little bit of late, pr- late summer pruning does help to control the uncontrolled growth <clears throat> on fruit trees. Yeah, that's right.
2: I didn't know, or if I should just add, you know, as it goes up a couple of feet, then just tip off the, you know, terminal bud to encourage a of yeah. growth instead for, of going up. For off, homeowners, method.
1: you have time and you can do that for the folks in Fort Valley who have all the big peach orchards there. It would be prohibitive to hire people to prune every, every winter, to do the winter pruning, and then every summer, maybe a little bit of tipping here and there during the rest of the summer, too. So they, don't, they only prune once. They prune in the uh, wintertime, usually February, and they get the pruning done then. And then they don't do much else. And they, let them, they harvest the peaches and let them grow for a while, and then they prune them the next year. But for homeowners like you and me who have some time, Mike, yeah, a little a long and long pruning, tipping out the terminal bud or doing some late summer pruning to control growth, all those work fine for people who just have a few peach trees to worry about.
2: Okay, I just wanted to make sure, you know, pruning it in the summer wouldn't hurt it. Yeah.
1: And don't forget, Mike, too, the the, pr- the spraying time for peaches is coming up, that the flowers, when they open, they should get a dose of fungicide to control brown rot on peaches. So if you're not preparing for that, you need to get ready because the blooms will be open before we know it. At end of this month, I think, is when the blooms start opening on peaches. And they need captan or daconil, maybe, to be sprayed when the blooms are open so they don't hurt the bees if it would do hurt the disease that could come if you didn't spray.
2: Well, one of my peach trees is in full bloom right now. I guess. Um, oh, man.
1: <laughs> where I thought, thought it would seen. be then. Yeah. Do you know what variety it is, Mike?
2: It's some kind of early clingstone. It's the earliest one. That's what I have, but I don't know which ride. Early
1: tells you. Next year, think about it. Last week of January, Mike will be out there looking at his buds and seeing when the flowers open, and think about daconil or captan maybe next year in January for that particular one.
2: Are those buds a goner? Uh, since they. Blew uh, so
1: well, I don't know. Kirk hadn't jumped up and down quite yet. I don't know. It depends on the polar vortex. If the flowers open now and the fruit starts forming and the polar vortex comes again, yep, they're gone.. Gotcha. Okay, appreciate it. All right, Mike's great talking to you. Get something to cover those trees up if it gets cold up here. All right, let's go back to the phone. We've got uh, Joe and Ken is away waiting seven more seconds than Eddie and Lilburn, so let's go to Joe first. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning,
5: Walter. How are you?
1: I'm all right. What you going to move? What you going to transplant, Joe?
5: Well, I've got. Uh, I'd like to establish a screen to block off a road and to reduce road noise. Okay. And I ha- have access to a bunch of volunteer southern magnolias that are growing in Easy. some mature woods. And, got it. Uh, the extension circular doesn't really talk about transplanting them, but a book I've got said they should not be transplanted. So I want to get your ideas on that.
1: One of the words that I've used in my life before is "touches." something that's real touchy about being touched, like your sister in the backseat of the car sometimes. They're real touchy, you know. And some of my notice, once they get more than about five feet tall, I'm guessing, uh, Joe, they're real touchy about being moved. But when they're smaller than five feet, it seems to me they transplant very nicely. So okay. just don't go out looking for the champion, 10-foot tall magnolia. It's probably not going to do very well. But the small, two, three, four-foot tall magnolia seems to do fine being transplanted.
5: Do you think that would be a good application for them to, to try to reduce road noise?
1: Yeah, I mean, what else could you put out there? Leland's It'd be boring if you want to with the Leland yeah, Exactly. don't bloom anyway. Magnolias, most of years will bloom. Some might not, because genetic, genetically, not all of them bloom right um what else could you do arborvitae maybe but the magnolias are free hey move there yeah that uh, that
5: that was my idea as well um how many should, are you, you
1: going to do joe what, what number are we talking about
5: oh i don't know five or six of them at a minimum
1: okay. yeah you're fine then if you were doing 20 then you need to have a tractor. Or you need some help or something. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things to remember that if you want them to grow fast, which I'm sure you want because you want that screen to grow pretty quickly, the wider and the softer the soil is around the area where you plant those little seedlings, the faster they'll grow. So no little tiny holes. you got to go five, six feet in diameter to plant the magnolia in the middle. Mulch it with wood chips. Mulch it with just arborist wood chips because one of the tree cutting companies and dump you a load out where you can mulch underneath them a couple inches thick with chips out three or four feet from the trunk. It'll grow as fast as anything could grow if you make it wide and mulch with chips.
5: Okay. Do I need to uh, to prune the tops to encourage lower branches no. to, to... Nope. Okay.
1: nope. Let, the, let the tree take care of those buds at the top are the ones that control how the lower branches will grow if you cut off the bud. It's not going to do any favors for that tree. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate the advice. Thank you so much. Hey, man, it's good talking to you. Thanks for calling, Joe. 404-872-0750 is my number. Also, the Home fix Show. Dave Baker will be here at 9 o'clock. It's 848. We'll be back after this.
3: This is Scott Slade from Atlanta's Morning News on WSB. Our 24-hour news center delivers updates all weekend. Depend on it. We'll be here Monday morning, 430 till 9, for breaking news and traffic and weather every six minutes. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter
1: Reeves. Broadcasting, trying to broadcast live from the North Atlanta Home Show at the uh, Infinite Energy Center on Sugarloaf Parkway right here in Gwinnett County. Dave Baker's here. The Home Fixie Show is straight ahead on News Talk WSV. We got time for one more call. Eddie in Lilburn, Georgia. Just hey, Eddie. Good morning.
2: Good morning, thanks for taking my call.
1: You bet, uh, Eddie, You're the last person on the home and garden show. What can it do for you?
3: Yeah, that it'll work. Uh, <clears throat> I've been corrected since I called and told the screener that uh, it was a palm tree. It's a yeah. banana tree,
1: banana tree. Oh, all right, different, different plant, but uh, go ahead. What's wrong with it?
3: Yeah. Uh, it was beautiful last summer when they moved in. Now <laughs> it's... Uh, Got brown, droopy leaves not in the of to cut them back or leave them be. Yeah, if they're
1: brown, cut them down. I think that's the rule. It rhymes, too, Eddie. If it's brown, cut it down. Um, The banana. The thing that you'll experience, you've only been in the house for how long now, Eddie?
3: Uh, They've been in there a year.
1: Okay. As you go and get more experience with banana trees, what you'll see is that different years, different things will happen. If it's a pretty mild winter, then the stalk, the middle trunk of the banana tree, will emerge from the top of it. The limbs or the branches or the leaves, I guess, will turn brown almost every winter. But the stalk will remain healthy, and the fronds will come right up out of the top of it in april usually each year some years there'll be a real severe winter the stalk will freeze solid it'll be dead and brown in january february It'll flop over in in march early march when it's rotten there it's brown but you have little bitty bananas little bitty banana plants that come up from the sides of your clump and they can be transplanted usually there's four or five and you can transplant them to spread them out around the yard even the ones that have the green stalks that survive the wintertime, they may have two or three little babies around the bottom. They can be dug out and moved around the yard, given to your neighbors if you want to. So you just learned, I guess, Eddie, over the years of what to do and how to observe the banana and treat it appropriately. Okay. If you're expecting any fruit, Eddie, you're not uh, going to I get any bananas from it. I haven't seen All right, good. what looking to go to for the, Eddie. So. Go to the grocery store for that. The the fruit the reason you don't have fruit or the banana is literally this. They require at least eleven and preferably twelve or thirteen months of completely frost free weather. And do we have that in Atlanta? No, we don't. No, <laughs> that we don't. is why you don't get bananas in Atlanta. Gotta have a lot more tropical warm weather than we have here.
3: Okay. That's All what right. I need to know. I started yeah, cutting them back yesterday, and I yeah. came across some green stalks, and I said, well, I better leave it alone. Better call Walter yeah, and see what
1: it says. If <laughs> the leaves or the leaf stem is uh, brown. Cut it down. Even if uh, the leaf itself is brown, if the stem is green. i still cut that stem off. It's not going to survive. it been a great Saturday morning. Ashley Frasso screened our calls this morning. Got a bunch of calls off the end. Took care of them. Alan Hunt was here doing the engineering in Jason Byer's place. Jason takes the week off. Lorenzo Kemp, the man with the plan, took care of everything engineering-wise. Here's his, the uh, remote broadcast. Lorenzo did great. Adley Royster and uh, Aurelia Myers were here. Matthews, excuse me. Aurelia Ma- Matthews are here as well. Julie Carson from the uh, North Atlanta Home Show. We appreciate their hosting us this morning. As I said, Dave Baker will be here in just a minute. If you didn't get your question answered, hey, what do you do? You go to WalterReeves.com. You can subscribe to our newsletter, follow me on Pinterest, on Facebook, on Twitter. Get the details on our trip to Slovenia and Croatia. We're doing another one this fall. Come with us. We'll see you next Saturday morning, my friends, with another edition of Lawn and Garden.